Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, for an extremely special edition of the show, is the man himself holding it down in the 608 for an astronomically huge weekend in the beautiful city of Madison. My brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. Nick, it's Buckeye Week. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Appreciate that welcome. You know, we were, we got the chemistry flowing already, even before recording here tonight. I'm doing great. You know, no problem sharing with, with you and our great listeners. This is the fourth show I've done today. Uh, busy week. You know, I wouldn't trade it for anything, though. Much of that is because of this big Ohio State game. You know, it's not a game that you get to kind of experience all the time. And, Halloween week, night game at Camp Randall. It, it's going to be a pretty special weekend, I think, win or lose. Nick, there is no greater combination in Madison when Halloween weekend falls on the same couple days as a night game at Camp Randall. All of the Madtown crazies are going to be out and celebrating a truly momentous occasion. and. I genuinely wish I could be part of it. I'm hoping to potentially make a play, head back home to Madison myself, and we will see what comes down the pipeline. But, Nick, I am over the moon to be recording with you tonight as not only is it a massive weekend for the Badgers, but the world of sports is absolutely humming right now. So, folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, Juice up! All right, Nick, as I just alluded to, we know the team that you're covering has a matchup against the number three team in the country under the lights at historic Camp Randall. All the while, the National Basketball Association has just tipped off in the last couple of days, and... Unfortunately, my Chicago Bulls took one on the chin in a major way in their season opener at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't want to dive too much into the NBA right now, but I will say that this is arguably the greatest time of year to be a sports fan as NFL is in full swing. College football, sadly, is winding down as we get closer to November. And hockey is well underway. And we also have the World Series coming up next week. So just about everything is clicking in the world of sports. Of course, my Bulls are going to have a mediocre season at best. But I needed to recognize the game of basketball returning. Yeah, you know, it's tough to kind of argue against this being certainly one of the best. I think I'd agree with that. I think as a sports fan and basketball comes first, I think my favorite two or three month stretch would probably be March to April, February, March, April, because, of course, obvious March Madness, NBA playoff push, NFL draft, the greatest draft by far. So 
that's kind of where I would feel, but you're right. It's almost, well, I mean, honestly, working in sports and, you know, you do some work in sports as well. It's, it's almost too much to kind of follow right now. Uh, so you got to pick your spots. If you're a diehard baseball fan, that's got to be at the top with that season ending. And for me, it's, you know, it's still football time. I, I think maybe in the next week and a half, when college basketball tips off, I'll have to kind of do a split. But NFL is so special. And, of course, getting some great opportunities with college on the gridiron as well. Nick, you know what I always say? I have to gather myself and kind of wrap my head around things when it comes to such a wave of sports kind of punching you in the mouth right now. But it's all good things because... You have something to really sink your teeth into on Tuesday or Thursday night on TNT when the marquee matchups are well underway on the national stage. So, folks, we are grateful for the game of basketball returning. But, of course, the main focus is still the National Football League. And, Nick, I will dive right into <laughs> our beloved Chicago Bears coming off of yet another wire-to-wire victory against a pretty decent opponent in the Las Vegas Raiders. I think maybe they were exposed a little bit by the Bears this past weekend as it was an absolute trouncing 30-12 to at Soldier Field. And the Bears did not miss a beat whatsoever. The true highlight of that football game, and of course, we'll go offensively and defensively, but the man himself in the backfield, number 21, the running back coming from the Carolina Panthers, now in Chicago, Deontay Foreman, three trips to the end zone, two rushes and one catch, amounting for three touchdowns. And he had over 100 all-purpose yards, almost eclipsed 100 in the ground game. But, Nick, the Bears do not win that football game without the efforts of, believe it or not, folks, the third-string running back on this football team. And I think he has earned himself way higher regard after such a performance against the Raiders. Yeah, originally, you know, we were texting and I was working kind of as usual on Sunday and I was like pumped, you know, obviously Bears are my team, they're your team, it makes the podcast more fun, I'm not giving up on our quarterback situation, that type of thing. I was getting a little bit upset because Foreman was available for me to start, I didn't start him, he was rolling, but for you and, and our fans to know this, after... Three championship appearances in four years. This may not be my year in our fantasy league. And that's okay when three of the top four picks are on IR. But that's another story. Foreman looked awesome. I think that, I mean, if anything, I I think what's a cool thing for him, and I don't remember if he's on a one- or two-year deal with the Bears, but what's really cool is moments like that just kind of give – not a fringe player, but, you know, like fringe playable type guys, really just more time in the NFL. I think of a long time ago, like actually with the Bears, Matt Barkley 
at quarterback. Like if you're able to string together a couple really good performances, it showed that he still has that speed that he showed in college, a little bit in the past game, like you mentioned. I think that was a really cool thing. And, you know, more than anything, we're excited for Fields to be back in likely a week and a half, but it just keeps the season alive. And now I know we're a couple minutes away from transitioning this week's game, but you're usually the one that comes out and says this. I will say it. The Bears are not getting enough respect this week. Nick, I could not agree with you more. And, of course, I will give my full perspective as we look ahead to the L.A. Chargers on Sunday Night Football. But for those counting at home, folks, so many fantasy heads, including us, that man, Deontay Foreman, had 33 fantasy points in a full-point PPR league. That is absurd. Those are unfathomable numbers, especially for what many would consider a third-string running back behind Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson. And you said it best. This kind of resets the clock, resets the market for a guy like Deontay Foreman because you have one or two of those breakout games in a season, and teams around the league are going to remember that, whether the Bears can keep him around come March or another team wants to give him an opportunity. It's clear as day that this man can play football at the highest level and produce with a shoddy offensive line. So. I could not have been happier for Deontay Foreman, and I think he's going to be an integral part of this football team down the stretch, even when Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson get healthy. But, Nick, staying with the offense, we have to tip our caps to the rookie quarterback in Tyson Bagent, not only earning his first victory of his NFL career in his first start, a lot of firsts for the young man. He also threw his first career NFL touchdown, and we obviously mentioned it already. That was to Deontay Foreman. So they seem to have a strong connection, and I called it, Nick. I knew Tyson Bajan would be looking to Darnell Mooney a great deal in this football game. The numbers didn't necessarily show for Mooney, but there were a plethora of targets, and I'm hoping as we go ahead into the primetime matchup against the Chargers that this week Bajent has been working that connection with DJ Moore because we're going to need it against a team in the Chargers that desperately needs a win. Yeah, a couple things, and I'll kind of make, make the transition here for us. I want to give major credit to Tevin Jenkins, who I think is somebody, man, I don't think we ever really gave up on him, but I know a lot of people were trying to. And, you know, that it's just been awesome, kind of how good he is. I think we've seen flashes from Darnell Wright. So I, I think that's exciting no matter what happens with this team. Mooney, he's not quite on my all-time favorite Bears list, but he's probably a – no, but he's probably a level lower because – I mean, he's a guy that is produced on really bad teams. And so I, I love what he can do. I agree with you on DJ Moore. And let's be honest, man, the defense, which was supposed to be better, and then it was awful, and now it's 
really, really looking good. I mean, I'm I'm trying to remember who our previous loss was to. Oh, yeah, you know, the Bears have really kind of shown flashes, I would say, in three and a half out of the last four games, quite honestly, been really good in three of the games. I mean, they're not going to win every single one, and that's fine. But, you know, this was a, a good win, I would say. The Raiders, I mean, I think I even said it on the show, they stink, but they had a good record going in. They're now dealing with some injuries. So I think definitely some credit uh, to the Bears. I'm curious if McDaniels makes it to next season uh, in Las Vegas. And I'll admit, I feel a little more strongly about that team than I do most because you know, as you know, our fantasy league and my other most important one, I've got Josh Jacobs on three teams. Still think he's a great player, but there's just no push in the run game there. Devonte Adams doesn't get the ball enough. He got the ball five times in the first quarter against the Bears. Uh, not much after that. So still some season left. That's one of the few things in life I'd really kind of complain about right now. But But now the Bears are headed out west. And you know, it's a beautiful thing for many reasons. I think it's going to be a winnable game, which we'll talk about prime time. But most importantly, I mean, our, our listeners kind of know what my life is like a little bit. I actually get to watch a game in its entirety live, take care of recruiting work earlier in the day, and sit on the couch and enjoy that Sunday. Nick, I'm so glad that you took the opportunity to highlight what this defense has been capable of the last few weeks. And something that goes along with that defensive unit is its ability to hold offenses to no more than three scores. It is ridiculous what this defensive unit has done in the last three weeks. They've held the Washington Commanders, the Minnesota Vikings, and Las Vegas Raiders to 20 or less points. And this past week, Jalen Johnson, a cornerback very much looking for a new contract, made a statement in his performance. Two interceptions, one of them run back to the house for a pick six. And of course, he managed to give a little celebration in the end zone, kind of giving a nod to what the front office needs to take care of. And I have no problem with it because. Oh, it was awesome. It was one of the coolest things that took place in that game, kind of capping off the victory. Like this one's in the books and Jalen Johnson, you need to pay that man. I'm all about it because yes, it is very difficult to encapsulate all that he does on a football field because there are only so many statistics for a cornerback, but I have no problem saying when healthy, he is one of the better corners in this league, and he's still working through a rookie deal. It's time to show the respect that he deserves in granting him a new contract, and maybe that will come in the offseason, but what a performance after struggling to come to a deal with the Bears organization and proving what he's worth on the football field. So, Nick, we've covered offense to defense in that victory, and now it's time to get down to business, moving into prime time 
Sunday night football on the West Coast, as you mentioned. And this game has a litany of emotions for myself and for these two teams as the Bears are going up against a Chargers team with just two wins, which is far less than anticipated for a playoff team from last year. And there are so many storylines that go along with these two teams. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, a former assistant on the Bears, and of course, one of my favorite players of all time, possibly second to Brian Erlacher, and that is pass rusher for the LA Chargers now, Khalil Mack, going up against his former team, the team that was boneheaded enough to trade him, the GM that didn't even give him the time of day, Ryan Poles, <laughs> traded him before he even got back in the uniform. It is a revenge game for Khalil Mack, and that is why I'm extremely nervous going into SoFi Stadium because he is having a resurgent season, had six sacks in one football game. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is or what team you're playing. That is truly unheard of. It is. Khalil is out in full force, and he has a pretty scary guy down the line from him, and that is Joey Bosa. So, Nick, to say I'm nervous would be an understatement. Yeah, it's just one of those teams. They've got stars. I mean, I think Justin Herbert's a top-five QB. I, I don't need to go through the list. Basically, it's a team that either sometimes can't get out of its own way, like the game against the Jaguars, I believe, in the playoffs, or injuries. I mean, you you can't argue with that, whether it's been Derwin James, Joey Bosa. It seems like every year Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is hurt. The, the offensive line has no push in the run game. Herbert has some time. Rashawn Slater's great. But, you know, and to me, Staley's fine, but, like, I have many additional interests in Justin Herbert. He's one of my favorite players. I've liked him since college. And one of my best cards is a Justin Herbert PSA 10 rookie. So it's nice when he's consistent and good. He hasn't been his best this year. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for him. But I, I think we, we've kind of inflated this team. And quite honestly, looking at some of their schedule, I personally think they're headed for a bit of a rebuild. And we're going to see not a full rebuild, but maybe some fine-tuning of things. I think they need to get younger at running back, younger at wide receiver. I mean, I clearly pay attention to this team a lot. I really like them. On the field, you make a great point with Cleo Mack. I don't think this one matters as much where it is because I, I'm sure the Bears will outnumber the Chargers fans there. I, I think that's fair, whether it's Bears, Packers, 49ers, Cowboys, Steelers, anybody really – respectable Patriots, they will do that there. It's just not a great spot for pro football. But I, I kind of hate the spot for the Bears. If it were Justin Fields, and I haven't I haven't mentioned a ton about Bajan, I'm happy for him. I just get a little bit still defensive of Justin Fields and everything kind of going on with the chatter there, but I might feel a little better just because he, he can go toe to toe with a guy like Herbert late maybe, but yeah, chargers, I believe back-to-back -back losses. 
Bears riding a little steam, prime time. Maybe Bajan has some magic. But, it, I mean, to me, that this is going to come down to the Bears' defense because both teams are going to score at will, and it's just who can get the extra stop. For the Chargers, they have four or five pro bowlers on that defense. I still wouldn't call them a good unit. Nick, you mentioned so much that just really resonated with me there. And I know you talked about earlier with a fellow AFC West team in the Raiders, Josh McDaniels potentially being on his way out. And now you talk about a rebuild with the LA Chargers. Any rebuild that happens with Justin Herbert still at the QB position will likely be without Brandon Staley. And that is a guy who we were hoping at one point would be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And I genuinely believe we dodged a bullet. He and Justin Herbert do not mesh well whatsoever. And you talk about your interest in Herbie succeeding. We don't want this to be a Chargers podcast, but I'm right along there with you. He's one of my favorite players in the game of football, so much so that I drafted him to all three of my fantasy teams this year as I try for either Herbert or Josh Allen every season. And he's a guy that I also have a highly graded rookie card that I actually picked up when I was with you at the Chicago National Trading Card Show. So there's no question that I have love for a handful of guys on this Chargers team. But when we get down to it, it's my beloved Chicago Bears against an opponent that's desperate for a win. And that is what I'm afraid of because. You mentioned Herbert not playing his best as of late. Austin Eckler came back from injury and has been a shell of himself. And that's a guy that you love. Keenan Allen has been pretty stellar. Whether Justin Herbert has produced wins or not, the production from Keenan Allen has not waned whatsoever. In fact, he has been catching balls at an absurd rate double digits multiple times this season and you said it best about the crowds folks if you're listening at home you truly won't believe this the get-in price at SoFi Stadium this weekend is just above $50 a ticket and this is a Sunday night football game Jeez. If, if this game was at Soldier Field you wouldn't find a ticket for less than $120 and that would be Top section, back corner, no excuses. This is one of the worst fan bases in football, and the Bears are going to travel extremely well. And for that reason, Nick, I feel as though we are extremely disrespected with an eight-and-a-half-point underdog spot in prime time. I really do, too. And, you know, it's it's already time for bold predictions, but I, I think so. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm going to make a pick fully. I'll say I think the Bears make it much closer. Might even be a tease opportunity for me. But, yeah, I just I, I think the Chargers defense is too bad for that. Uh, bold prediction, Bears combined. You know, what? it's supposed to be bold. Four and a half combined sacks and turnovers. We'll make it five. We'll make it five. I, I really could see two turnovers. Uh, you know, Herbert hasn't been like he's not been bad at all, but he has not been 
quite himself. He hasn't been perfect. They're missing Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's been amazing, like you said. I'll say that's my defensive one. Offensively, Bears keep it close. They're close enough to get a victory late in the fourth. Nick, I am right along with you when it comes to that defensive bowl prediction. I did not factor in the sacks, but you can absolutely bank on it that I have the Bears intercepting the ball twice against Justin Herbert, who has been struggling. I watched him not two weeks ago, and of course I tuned into the Kansas City game this past week. But, oh, my Lord, did he throw a costly interception against the Dallas Cowboys just two weeks ago. So costly that I lost a fantasy football matchup by .28 points because of that interception. If he had not thrown it on the final play of the game, I would have won that matchup. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm on the same page as you defensively, Nick. And offensively, I talked about it earlier in the show. DJ Moore has to be more involved, no pun intended, in order for these Chicago Bears to keep it close or potentially win the football game. I think Tyson Bagent connects with DJ Moore, the number one option, twice in the end zone. Wow. And... Rounding out the show here, Nick, we talk about Tyson Bagent and Justin Fields. There's no question about it. You and I are on the same page. Any chatter whatsoever about, oh, Tyson Bagent should be the permanent starter, that's foolishness. It's truly foolishness. He is a fantastic story. I hope he succeeds as long as he's in a Chicago Bears uniform and beyond. And we may need him a lot longer than we anticipated because of Fields' injury. But he's played one football game. He did great. He pitched a clean game, as I like to say, and I hope it continues. But Justin Fields is the quarterback of these Chicago Bears. He's proven it this season, and now it's time when he's healthy to show that consistency. So, Nick, rounding out the show, you picked a victory last week for our Chicago Bears. I am going to say we shocked the world in prime time at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be a Bears crowd out in L.A. Not only do the Bears cover, good Lord almighty, they win the dang football game and put together a streak. Bears are winning it on the road 27 to a Chargers 24 and Oh, my heavens, we have ourselves a football season revived as we'll be just two games under 500 with an extremely winnable one back in New Orleans next Sunday. Is that at the Saints? That's correct. Okay, that's not ideal. But, yeah, winnable. I mean, that offense has really played poorly. Field is expected to be back or at least working towards that date. I saw reported, I think, from ESPN. But you know, I'm just excited to watch that one. You know, we'll be we'll be texting. I'll be enjoying, hopefully, in a better spot fantasy-wise. And, you know, great football weekend ahead. I, I definitely, yeah, I'll always wish well for Bajan. He seems like an awesome young player. But, 
Fields needs to get back for the Bears, for him, and hopefully for him long-term. Nick, extremely well said. And, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, I have to give my NFL pick of the week. I have won my last two in the LA Rams minus seven. And last week, the Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half. You know, this episode has been majority Bears. And that is why I have to go Chicago Bears plus eight and a half for my NFL pick of the week. You know, if you're listening to this, that I predict they win the football game. So you better give me those points because that is disrespectful for a team that is showing its true colors in a positive direction. Give me the Bears plus eight and a half. And let's have ourselves a weekend. Love the pick. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, juice up. Bear down forever.